I'm Morgan Dennis, and this is Storied. I'm just down at the dock at our cottage. We got here the other day, and you never really know what you're going to find when you come up here, if everything's going to still be intact, but everything was, was fine. We're in uh, Muskoka, not Lake Muskoka, but close to it on Loon Lake. It's a really, it's a really beautiful lake, and um, my wife and I were talking about the fact how it's it's usually really busy in the summer, but right now there's there's hardly anybody here, and and uh, it makes us kind of want something that's more remote, really, because I think this is what it would be like if you were maybe more north and and we're on a lake without boats. I haven't seen one speedboat since we've been here. Uh, and it's nice because the, the birds really just own the lake right now. There's all sorts of mergansers, and there's there's a few loons that are a bit more rare. Um, and uh, we've seen otters and beavers. And uh, it reminds me of the times that I've spent in, in Algonquin Park, actually, just in that it's it's uh, it's just so quiet. There's hardly anybody up here. Um, but in a few mo- months, the boats will come out. And uh, it's also a nice time. It's... It's uh, it's cottage country in in Ontario. Um, actually, I I when I first moved to Ontario, um, one of the first places I went to actually was um, was a cottage. My girlfriend uh, Maya, who I moved to Ontario with uh, in 1993, she had an uncle, has an uncle that um, that has a cottage close to here in Three Mile Lake, and it was one of the first stops we made when we moved here. And uh, we drove out in my Volkswagen van, and uh, yeah, I'd never seen anything like it. Really, it's uh, it's it's uh, in British Columbia, where I'm from. You know, there's there's all sorts of nature, obviously, in mountains and lakes, but there isn't that kind of cottage country culture, um, which there is here, and I really enjoyed it. You know, I was thinking of all these stories that you know that relate to these moments in in our lives and in my life that that are pivotal and uh you know it's certainly coming here i've lived here ever since um i'm not with maya anymore but uh but meeting her you know back then was was a you know a significant uh thing that happened in my life and that really kind of changed the course of my life in a way that i didn't realize when it was happening I'd been working all sorts of jobs after high school in, in, in BC. You know, it was pretty common, I think, to not work um, or not go to school after high school, and I didn't. Uh, I took time off. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I thought things would just kind of work out. But um, somebody's blowing their leaves across the lake. Actually, somebody's here. Um, so, so I was working all these jobs, and I, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And, and I was working um, at uh, as a bartender at a nightclub, and we would go out. And afterwards, there was an after-hours um, restaurant uh, called Overtime in Victoria, and we would go there. and And, and I met Maya there. Uh, she was a server, and uh, and I was just really taken by her. <laughs> she uh, she represented, I think, something something in my life that I didn't quite know that I wanted yet or that I a part of myself that I wasn't aware of um you know I was into I had a flashy car I had a red Mazda Miata and 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 she was just sort of more she was a world traveler she'd she'd lived in Europe and 
and lived in Japan. And uh, anyway, I just remember really having my eyes opened um, by her. Uh, she kind of reminded me at the time of uh, Bridget Fonda or a young Margot Kidder, uh, really pretty and fine featured. And anyway, we, we became a couple and I just, uh, yeah, I, I, she was... Uh, a few months later, she had been accepted to a program, international development program at the University of Guelph. And uh, yeah, I decided I wanted to move out with her. Um, I thought that I wanted to go back to school. I was ready. Um, and so I sold my Miata and I bought this uh, 1979 Volkswagen van. Uh, it was brown and, and orange and gutted and it was actually a California van, so there was no heating and uh, we we filled the van up with all our stuff and uh one of the last things we did before uh taking the ferry and and uh, uh and, and driving across the country was we stopped at my dad's house in Broadmead and there's this great photograph from then uh I have somewhere it's uh my dad would have taken it and it's of Maya and me in the van uh through the driver's window and and we're there and smiling and just about to pull off. And you could see some of our things, like maybe a bicycle tire in the, in the sticking out from the back because it was just full of everything. And uh, and we and we drove off. I remember my dad standing on the road and, and waving, uh, looking at him in the side mirror. And that was it. I mean, we that was 1993 and probably June and or July, and we, and we left. So uh, so we drove across the country. We. Uh, on the second day, we I think the van was starting to make noises as we approached Salmon Arm and, and uh, there were CV joints needed replacing and all these things, but we happened to find a, a European repair shop there. And so we had it repaired and we continued driving across the country. I think we, we drove across um, a province a day. And uh, I remember in... And we were camping most of the time. I think we stayed in some hotels, but we were camping also. And I think when we hit the... Um, the we're, we're close to Ontario. We're in Manitoba. It was just so buggy. I remember, you know, feeding a $20 bill through the, uh, through the windshield um, to, uh, to the gas station attendant to get gas. It was just so mosquito-y there. And mosquitoes were trying to get in. Anyway, we when we reached uh ontario i remember thinking like we're here <laughs> we're uh our destination was guelph ontario and like i said we were gonna go to this cottage first but yeah we thought we were we thought we had arrived <laughs> when, we, when we reached ontario so uh but it was really actually three more days of of driving uh through the province it's such a huge province it's beautiful it's it's really uh, there's a few towns obviously um but it's it's uh there was a lot of trees, a lot of lakes, and then we came to her uncle's cottage on Three Mile Lake, and we spent a couple of days there. I think most of her family was there. I met her cousins and her uncles and aunts and uncles, um, and uh, yeah, I, I really I, you know we haven't been together in a long time, but I I, I knew those people for a while. Maya and I were together for about seven years, and uh, I miss I miss them. I, I I haven't talked to them since, but we spent uh, we spent a lot of time on on the lake, and and I remember I remember being out on the speedboat, and and them trying to get me to learn how to um, water ski, and I, I couldn't I couldn't do it. I've tried a couple of times since, and I still I still can't do it. 
But, um, but yeah, I remember being out on that, on their speedboat and ripping across the lake and, and, and thinking, I don't know, I don't know how it was really, but I remember thinking, I, I think I want to write. And I think that was the first time I ever thought that. And I'm not sure where it came from. I didn't grow up, um, as a reader, uh, my wife now, Katie, uh, grew up as, as one of those people who always had a book going and was always a reader. And, and you know, I, I read a little bit uh, growing up, but, um, but I hadn't, yeah, I hadn't been that much of a reader. But, uh, but anyway, I remember that just, just going along that lake on, on the boat and, and thinking that. And, uh, you know, as it was, a few months later, I started school myself and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to take but I I started taking general classes and uh, I gravitated toward English classes and you know within a few years I was I was starting to write and 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 it really was something that um yeah that I ended up doing and um uh so that yeah that moment being on the lake um you know something about that so when I'm up here now um you know, it's so much, uh, so much time has gone by, and I'm up on our lake, and and uh, it's 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 a similar feel. I mean, the trees in Muskoka are, you know, I'm looking out right now across our lake with this really, really nice little island um, right across from our cottage, and there's some gnarly evergreen trees there, and they're really sort of trademark Muskoka trees, and and um, yeah, it's just a really, it's a really nice place to be it's a nice place to write it's a nice place to be with family and and hang out and and uh uh it's yeah it's something that i that i don't take uh for granted at all well i spoke to you soon about those boats because i've seen a speedboat now and a jet ski and one of those big pontoon boats and real eyesores it's uh, the next day after my last entry, and um, I'm actually across the road from our cottage. We have quite a large amount of crown land across the road, and it just goes forever, and nobody really goes in here. I mean, a lot of the people around our lake are just, I guess, interested in doing things on the lake, and um, in the summer, in the spring, you can't really go in here anyway, because it's so buggy, but it's April. I think it's April 23rd today, Saturday, and... Uh, yeah, it's a nice window before the bugs come out. I actually spend quite a bit of time out here in the winter because um, it's great for cross-country skiing. And uh, I actually don't have a pair yet of cross-country skis. I had an old pair, but I don't have them here. But uh, I've been going out and snowshoeing, and uh, it's really it's really awesome. It's uh, it's interesting, you know, because I where I grew up, there was a lot of this. We had a big um, provincial park basically right behind our house and I was an only child and I spent a lot of time in there on my own or with some friends and and uh coming out here uh we're by Gravenhurst we're about 10 minutes out of the town of Gravenhurst and uh it's a really convenient location but it's uh it's it sort of reminds me of the country out here and uh and how I grew up even in the summer the the dryness, the smells, everything is, is really reminiscent of that. It's kind of funny and a bit hard. My son, Max, he, uh, he's, a, he's, a real, he's a real city kid. He's grown up in Toronto, and uh, he likes video games, and, and uh, he's, he's 
a self, a very confidently self-professed non-athletic person, and and I I think that's that's really great. Um, and I'm sort of torn as a parent a lot of times with him because I want to get him out doing this kind of thing, and I do, but it sometimes feels like a bit of a struggle, um, just because it's you know knowing that balance between letting him be his own individual and have his own interests, and also know trying to engage him not just in in things that relate you know to my existence or the things that I grew up with and sharing that him with him there's certainly an element of that and we go camping a couple times every season with his cousin and family and he really enjoys that and I'm glad that he has that but uh it's sometimes hard to yeah to get him out doing stuff like this and and even yesterday actually it was a nice day and I I wanted, I wanted to, you know, be out a little bit on the dock, and and he was out there reading, and and uh, we had to go into Gravenhurst to get some things, and he's actually been wanting to to go in and get the lay of the land in Gravenhurst in the on the city streets, really, and uh, and get to know uh, that place, and and you know, I can see him sort of identifying with the not that it's a city, it's a small town, but there are sidewalks and and infrastructure, and and you know, that's his his domain really and so we did that we walked around a little bit downtown and you know he commented on what he saw and the kind of place it was and and uh yeah that was that was nice but it is it is sometimes hard to to know how much how much to push and how much to just let him let him be and and also not wanting him to you know really miss out on anything i'm just actually walking along I'm always exploring something new back here, and uh, today I found what I thought at first was an animal trail, because uh, as, as I've said, there there aren't a lot of people out here. This um, this trail does hook up to a snowmobile trail, and uh, it's it's yeah you can you can't really walk on it in the winter, and, and in the summer it's it's just sort of um, granite rock, but. Uh, but I thought this was an animal trail, and actually, it's a it's a padded down trail, and I followed it for a little while, and and there are um, there are various kind of ladders and and hunting setups, uh, and I've heard people of people out here in the fall hunting deer, um, so that's what uh, that's what I saw. There's actually a a big slab of rock over a a large five gallon pail, and I popped it open, and uh, there was corn and. And, and bread, <laughs> pieces of baguette in there that I guess somebody had had stowed away, and I think they were using it as bait, I think, and maybe the snow, um, that was probably from the fall, and the snow went over it and it melted, and I found it there. It was actually really fresh-looking still, but it surprised me to see that out here, um, and I'd be a bit more nervous about hunters, but I don't think it's hunting season out here. You know, right now it's the snow has really melted and, and it's boggy in places, so you have to watch where you're where you're going. But where I'm currently walking, uh, it kind of fans out and it and you can there's a couple different really sort of marshy areas that are actual they kinda of look like lakes but they're not really shallow and um, and there are beaver dams dams on them and then you can go past that to other sort of barrens areas and uh, it's really cool. I uh I was uh, canoeing last summer uh, across our lake and the neighboring Lake Turtle Lake, and there's a little spot at the end of Turtle where, again, another chunk of um, 
uh, of of land out there really that that doesn't really uh, that just goes on for miles and i've been wanting to hook up to a trail called the old stone road trail and uh and so i wanted to find it i knew sort of where it was on the map and so i i started walking i i paddled to the farthest point out actually i think i'm picking a place here right between all this i'm going between all these murky little streams and I'm just picking my way through. I think I'm getting through this to the other side. It's jumping. So I, I stopped where I was paddling, and I got out, and I I was probably walking about um, about 20 minutes in, really bushwhacking. Like, this is where I am right now. It's, you know, it's... All the leaves are, are, are gone because it's nothing's really grown in yet, and it's... You've got to kind of watch. You don't get twigs in your face. But there, I was really bushwhacking, and... And I suddenly heard something ahead of me, and um, I looked up, and probably 25 feet ahead was a huge black bear. And um, I was actually downwind of it, and uh, which was a bit alarming because it didn't see me. Um, and I just, I just automatically turned around and I left. And I was actually walking out of there, probably a bit too quick um, for what is acceptable. I still didn't really make eye contact with it because I just turned around it. As I was getting out of there, I turned around a couple times just to make sure it wasn't following me. And um, But I got out, and I was back in my canoe fairly quick, actually, and uh, waited there for a bit and was texting people and telling them. And my wife was like, you better get out of there. But uh, it was really neat. It was uh, cool to have experienced it. I felt really fortunate. I mean, I hadn't seen a bear. I've seen them before in the wild, but not that close. So it was a real... Yeah, it was an awesome experience. Um, but actually, since I never go in with bear spray, and actually today, I have a can of bear spray that I've been taking since, but today I forgot it, so I've kind of got my eye out here for something. Um, I know there are bear. There there aren't many. Um, there's a Facebook community associated with this uh, this area. I'm not on Facebook, but my wife is, and I sometimes troll the site for any messages, and anytime there is a bear in the area is usually somebody that sees it on the road or something so we haven't seen anything like that people have seen um moose though and uh i really like to see a moose out here maybe not in the fall and mating season it's a bit scary but um i've got my eyes open for that and uh, a lot of deer scat i'm seeing as i'm walking along through these through the underbrush and twigs and um and I've seen their prints too, um, in the in the in the snow. I've seen their prints. I've seen actual wolf prints out here, too, and um, uh, coyote and rabbit and all sorts of different animals. So, yeah, it's a really neat spot. I'm kind of I've got I've got a sense of where I'm going because I know I know where our cottage is in relation to all this and the and the lake. So, but as I've been talking, I kind of. I kind of get a bit off course. I don't think I've been... I just sort of follow... There are a lot of granite ridges around here. And I just follow them along. And um, and then look for a place. Because they kind of scoop down. And then suddenly you're in a spot where... You've got to make your way through one of these um, marshy areas. And ultimately I can get to this... To this other spot I'm talking about. Where I can cross the... Snowmobile trail. And, um, and get to that beaver dam area that spot with the beaver down there's some huge trees there that the beaver or beavers have um have chewed through the base of you know some of them have fallen um 
others are 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 intact and and chewed through um, and uh, I should get an Instagram account affiliated with this podcast and and uh, and put up pictures you know if I'm going out and doing things that I can kind of post there would be a good idea it's funny yesterday when I when I started that uh, the episode or when I started this episode I guess I was picturing you know speaking to that story about Maya for about 20 minutes because for some reason I've been envisioning this these podcasts being about 20 minutes I think that's a good length um but yeah I was done in in uh in a bit over 10 minutes I guess I think there's more to more that I wanted to say about it but um I've been thinking a lot about her uh after you know thinking through that what I wanted to say about us moving out to Ontario and uh coincidentally it was actually her birthday the other day and she and I are never really in touch but uh we seem to remember each other's birthdays and so uh I emailed her uh on Friday uh the 21st which is her birthday just said happy birthday and hope she was well and uh where, you know, you're always wondering when you speak to people, haven't spoken to people in a while that you know, especially right now with the pandemic and COVID. And the last time I talked to her, nobody in her family had got it, but now everybody, everybody in her family had it in January, I think, and they're okay. We actually touch wood. There's wood right here. It's kind of rotted. Knock on it. We haven't got um, the virus yet, but, you know, it's just a matter of time. I'm not. Oh, here's the snowmobile trail. All right. Um, yeah, I'm not too concerned. Uh, I mean, always concerned about getting it, but uh, it feels like um, sort of inevitable inevitable now. But uh, anyway, she said, the, I'm just walking on the snowmobile trail. It's a lot clearer. She said that she had it and, um, and you know, was, was okay from it. And uh, yeah, I just talked a little bit back and forth about what we've been doing and we keep on meaning to you know, have a chat because it's been a long time since we've actually had any kind of any kind of contact really. So we said last time on my birthday in January that we would reach out. So we haven't done that yet, but maybe we will. So I think I'm going to sign this one off now. Um, for those few listeners, if you're out there, thanks for listening. Um, I have an email that I've created uh, affiliated with this account called the storied podcast at gmail.com and i'll put that in the show notes and um if you want to get in touch with me at all if you have any feedback or or questions i'd be really happy to hear from you so i'll put that in there and thanks a lot until next time